Hello everyone and welcome to your shout on radio. I'm sitting with an extremely extremely motivating, inspiring and strong personality. His name is Nihat Panju. He's got an extremely stimulating, tough, rugged, energetic and uh, challenging journey that he's going to take us through himself. I'm going to try not to interrupt him with too many questions and let this just flow as though he's talking to us about all the obstacles that he has surmounted to become the person that he is and inspire the hundreds the thousands and hopefully after this podcast the millions of people that are looking for that little bit of a push to get to wherever they want to be Nihal all yours jumping right into it i was born completely normal like any other baby but a few months later i was diagnosed with tubercular meningitis and had to be wheeled into a surgery which was potentially to save my life the procedure or rather the surgery did do its job but right after my parents found i was only kicking and moving my right side that or more in particularly my right limbs and that's when they knew something was still amiss or something was still wrong the doctors then said that they did manage to save me but i was left with a left sided hemiplegia which is a partial paralysis caused by a brain injury just like new parents they were with new parents and new 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 to parenthood they were they were willing to try everything for their child and that was when a lifetime of or oh, that was when a decade of uh treatment and therapy started i began physiotherapy biofeedback acupressure ayurvedic massages the works but nothing seemed to help it was so demotivating i struggled i struggled in school falling multiple times a day and my left hand was fisted with my thumb in and stuck to my chest my mom actually used the cotton bud to clean the inside of my hand at age 10 they found the institute for the achievement of human potential and that was a game changer over there they learned that a hurt brain can't be fully fixed but there were ways to lead with life and make it as normal as normal as they could for their child and that was when the four of the hardest years of my life began i began a holistic neurological reorganizational and stimulation program my days entailed 14 hour work days with no holidays i had to be pulled out of school and over the four years i had i used to crawl 2 miles a day <coughs> creep a mile and a half hang 60 times a day do something known as masking where i had to wear a modified plastic bag over my nose and mouth for between 30 to 60 seconds 80 to 100 times a day to increase oxygenation to the brain i had a gymnastics program i even had a running program um 
After being on the program for four years, improvement started to plateau, and that after putting in that many those many hours of work continuously became a a wee bit demotivating, I would say. So then we went back to the institute, saying, you know what, what do we do? So we, so they said, you know, you're so close to the problem that you have to have a life plan. So that was when I graduated from the program. I, I by then I was physically fit, physiologically at level with my peers. So I decided to go back to school. I finished school, graduated, and went and moved to Singapore for my undergrad to study interactive multimedia design. After being on such a tough regimen for four years, I found the need to stay physically fit, so I joined the gym. At the time, my trainer and a, and his running group were training, gearing up for the Bombay Marathon, and that was, I guess uncharted territory for me I really wanted to know what it felt like and I wanted to know why he was telling them and not me so I went to him I said I want to run the 21 and he said okay fine run three rounds at the club 20 meters into it just 20 meters into it I said what have I got myself into anyway I pushed through it and a few weeks later I was running between 12 to 14 rounds of the club and one morning my friend said okay fine we are starting we are doing a 7 kilometer and we are starting at uh, the tip of 91 point and running up the hanging garden and why don't you join us and don't forget music so I said okay cool I didn't tell him anything I just landed up there and, and and to say the least he was shocked so he told me what run one kilometer out one kilometer back and head home so I nodded I nodded my head I said yeah fine and I ended up at hanging garden and that was the point where he started taking me seriously but I would say it was still it was still a push for me to keep myself motivated till I reached kilometer 10. After I reached kilometer 10, I was flying. I was managing to do I was managing managing to bump up the distance by two kilometers each week. So I did 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, and 18. And that was when he said, you know what? Okay, pull back. And um, um, you need you're pushing too hard and just pull back. And he, one thing he made me do is he made me promise him that you know what I would leave 21 for that for race day, which I wasn't sure. But I said okay, fine. He knows what he's talking about. So yeah. So then, sorry. So I bumped I bumped up to 18 kilometers. And then I had to taper down. So last week before the race, I had to do nothing, which was kind of frustrating. But well, at race day, 
talking about just my first run. I it was just you know what finishing it. That was my only focus. And I had and back then they had a they had a three a three hour thirty minute outer limit. I said okay fine I'm never going to reach it. Well, as as shocked as I was, I finished in three twenty seven. Which meant I qualified for the following year, and by then it became running became such an addiction. I loved it so much that I wanted to take it more seriously. So I, so soon after in February I ran the Oroville Trail Marathon, and then I ran as many runs as I, and since then I ran as much as I can during the year. Along the way. A handful of opportunities has come my way as well. A media company known as Homegrown reached out to me saying, "You know what? <coughs> We'd like to do a feature on you." So they made a short video. Um, I was picked. I was. I was one of six athletes that were picked by Franklin Templeton for their Marathon of Life campaign. uh where they where they match six things that they do with six of our stories so that was fun that was that actually got a million hits i was like okay fine this is unreal but i was happy um i did also get i also did a commercial for titan games which is dwayne johnson the rocks reality tv show um i've run not just in india but internationally as well in places like singapore and surprisingly i clocked my fastest time internationally not on home turf yeah specifically because you've spoken of all the campaigns that you've been on and maybe things that you've endorsed and people that have documented your journeys whether they're these media houses or their larger brands What is the message that they were trying to convey through you? To answer that in the most straightforward way possible, I guess that even people with disabilities can dream big, or and they can achieve. And for me personally, I didn't get I didn't get influenced by externally imposed limitations. I always set my own goals, and I. and i drowned out the old, i drowned out what people said you know tell us a bit more about the training that you underwent as a child and how it has buttressed the personality that you are today well when you say training it i could only relate to the institutes because it was so hard to the extent i was sleeping on the machine for a part for part to well it was called a respiratory machine and surprisingly that was the hardest part because you were strapped in you could move and after having such a long day of of exercising etc then not having a oh and good night sleep was kind of tough so i guess I guess that played a part. 
can you take us through a typical day at the institute um what would it entail what were the different programs modules of physical training that you were on or even mental training how did they set you up to get you back out of it the institute we went back to them every 6 months we got we got a program every 6 months that we did over here at home for 6 months so i would wake up in the morning have breakfast and get right to it my mom because i was in school my mom used to teach me so they gave us gave me an intellectual program as well um uh so wake up wake up have a quick bite and start so if it was creeping and crawling start creeping and crawling in between that i had to i had to do the masking every 5 minutes for 1 minute or every 10 minutes for 1 minute so that would be my break between the creeping and crawling uh yeah so that so that was there and again the creeping and crawling would stretch out through the day and then my break from the physic- the physical program would be the intellectual program where I, where my mom would teach me so i learned greek uh, i learned a bunch of things and they have they have they, and they they had a different way of teaching they had a different way of teaching their kids as well which and some and things that i can remember today like they have they had a they have a way of teaching called the bits of intelligence where they would talk to you about one person with all all his or her information on it in different categories so you have a set on scientists you would have a set on inventors you would have a set on medical doctors for instance um so yeah that that the teaching methods also were adapted to one to 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 children with this with brain injuries and yeah they believe there is something that you sought as a child and you came across as a child and you've only recently achieved and it's uh, it's unbelievable to an extent it's so it's too good to be true but you worked really really hard to get through that particular impediment and that hurdle tell us about this massive feat that has been your most recent achievement well thank you to start with and uh, um well going a bit of a throwback but growing up i always watched reality shows on television like fear factor um, who dares wins guinness world records and it was almost like a dream where you know what i want to do something a little more crazy a little more crazy a little more out of the box and in december 2019 the devil circuit reached out to me saying we'd like you to take part in this obstacle course um 
Um, because we know, we know that you know. Um, exercising is not just physical, it's mental as well. So I was like, yeah, sure. And, well, it was brilliant to say the least. It was epic. Because they, it was almost like an institute throwback. So I was creeping, crawling, and walking as well at some level, but in ice. Um, so I was, I was crawling under, under practically just my nose over water and under barbed wire. So if I go back, I'm poked. And I was creeping under, I was creeping under loose rope. So that was making it hard. And the last obstacle, which is known as brain freeze, you actually have to come down a water slide into two tons of ice. And you have to walk a distance of, I would say about five meters. But when I got to it, they were like, you know what, it might be a safety hazard, so we'll make it harder for you. We'll lower you into the ice. I was like, yeah, sure, I don't have to come down the slide, not knowing the consequences of that. Because as you are lowered in, it's much slower, so there's more time for you to get numb. So once you hit the ground and you start walking, your legs just give way. So by the end of it, they kind of pulled me out and I couldn't feel my legs. I could not feel my legs. I was like, okay, fine, what have I, what have I done? And just for this one race, I've compromised everything I've worked for, but then thankfully my my sensation came back and I finished it running so it was it was special and I can't wait to get back to the to the devil circuit and I guess I guess the way I could end this is by saying you know what dreams do come true absolutely special and encouraging and I'm sure so many listeners irrespective of disability I think we're living in a world where we're also going to be living with so many mental disabilities in addition to physical disabilities. We're going to have differently abled people psychologically, physically, and it's so important for them to hear stories of people like you to help them transcend all the barriers that they feel they have before them. Uh, Nihad, what would you say? And I know you've already decided to conclude, but what would you say is has been your biggest advantage despite being differently abled? What did it for you? I guess the only way I could answer that is by saying I was always treated normally. I was treated like I had no issue. I mean, I would fall multiple times a day. Okay, I fall, I get up. But I think that for me was the main aspect of normalcy. Even though I was, even though I have a disability, I wasn't treated like I have one. The whole ecosystem around you, therefore, friends, family, everyone's treating you just the same and treating the, treating you like they treat anyone else, and that's what makes the environment normal, and that's what makes you feel like. 
I can just lead my life like anyone else can. And in fact, you've done so much more than the conventional individual. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nehad, for sharing your story with us. I do hope that this stays with all our listeners for a very, very long time. Thank you, and good luck with all the devil circuits that you're chasing post this interview. <laughs> Don't forget, I'm. I do like marathons as well. I love those. <laughs> those are my. That's my first love. <laughs> so, thank you.